Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers. And for the first time ever, I have two guests with me. I'm joined by Evan Etheridge and Sean Blackburn. How you doing, guys? What's going on, man? I'm super pumped after a little sweep of the Mets. Not Great a little weekend. sweep, big sweep. <laughs> Massive. Same. Same. Yeah, I'm pumped up. That yeah. was huge. Yeah, obviously. So First, before we get into the Mets series, you got to like do just a little housekeeping on the National Series. Not super exciting stuff, but you kind of have to just to get the full scope of what was happening going into Friday. But um, game one against the Nats, pretty easy win. Um, they won eight to nothing. Bryce Elder threw a complete game shutout. That was pretty important because the bullpen was um, really taxed after that Philly series last weekend. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much it for that one. They got the division lead down to one game against the Mets. And then in game two, they went eight to two and uh, Ronald Acuna hit two homers and the Mets lost to the Marlins that night. So the division was tied after uh, Wednesday night, I believe. So y'all got any thoughts on those first two games for again to game three, which was uh, not as fun as the first two? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Elder was huge uh, game one. He, he really saved the uh, the starters, giving them a day off. Uh, he, he got he got called up, and, I mean, he was so dominant. Uh, again, I, I, that that's probably the third time he, he faced the Nats this year, I think, second or third, and he just dominated. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, same kind of same here. Bryce Elder had the control, had all his pitches working. I mean, it's the Nationals, so you never really know. You know, they're a bad team, but, I mean – they could still hit him around a little bit. So for him to lock in and throw a shutout, complete game shutout that game, that was huge for the team. And then the next day, tying the division uh, with Kyle Muller on the mound, that was that was huge too. Yeah, and people say like elders, like, oh, like the Braves have very conveniently only used him against the Marlins and Nationals. Like I get why, because they're trying to use him to rest some guys, but it's still a – they're barely a major league team, but they're still a major league team. Technically, there's still some guys with talent in that lineup. Right. And as you see against in game three, when Odorizzi went against them, it's like it's not easy because Odorizzi looked awful against the same team. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're still, you still got to, you still have to bring it with the Nationals. You can't just phone it in. And Elder, yeah, he, and he's been, he's been awesome against their bad teams, but he's been great. And I think, was, wasn't, wasn't uh, Elder's uh, complete game shutout, wasn't that the first of the year? Yeah, it was first for the Braves all season. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty hard to believe. Yeah. I know right. Freed had two last year, but he had none this year. And, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. I don't think anyone would have guessed Bryce Elder <laughs> first completely no, shut I, out. I don't know Only... what those odds were, but uh, I oh, can't yeah. imagine. Astronomical. Astronomical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I don't and think I mean, anyone predicted that. <laughs> yeah, to the point with that we just roll them out against the Marlins and Nats. I mean, with the arms that we have in the rotation, it makes sense. If one of those guys needs a break, then you might as well give them a break against yeah, those so It's teams. a perfect spot. It's like right. back in August, they had a four-game set against the Marlins, and they literally went Odorizzi, Ian Anderson, who like they just sent him down. They brought him back up for a spot start, and then Elder and Muller, and they've swept the Marlins in four games. Like Those starts are very important when you – Huge, know, over 162 games. Freed Huge. and yeah. Wright and Strider now and Morton have been – Yeah, you want those guys to go yeah. off or every five days, but – in reality, sometimes they just can't. So yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta mix in the days, and they've been huge. So 
Bryce Elder, huge shout out. Um, we got to move on from you, Bryce. Appreciate the shout out though. So move on to game three. This one, um, this was a really bad loss. I can't lie. This things were bleak after this one. Um, Braves, they get down one nothing early, but Matt Olson, who has came alive, we'll get more into him later. He tied the game at one. Um, Eddie Rosario had a bad defensive play and left that continued against the Mets also. <laughs> um, but uh, run scores there to put the put the Nationals up, and the offense just did nothing in this game. Um, they had the Olson homer, but the only other run they scored was a gift run from Joey Manessas after he just flung the ball into foul ground and Dansby came around to score on the Michael Harris infield hit. But um, they lose an extra innings. C.J. Abrams hit a walk-off single uh, off of Jackson Stevens, who didn't pitch bad, just letting – the Braves didn't score their ghost runner. I should have mentioned that before. And, um, yeah, trying to not let the one ghost runner score in extras is not easy. And he almost got out of it. He threw a good pitch to Abrams. He just kind of golfed it into right to walk it off. But that was uh, that wasn't even the worst of it because the Mets, who were losing four to nothing against the Marlins, came back and won in a walk off of their own, and all of a sudden, what looked like might have been a two game lead in the division or a one game lead for the Braves actually is a one game deficit heading into the huge series. So we won't spend too much time on this, but just like a huge swing that night, like the division odds just flipped on their head really within like thirty minutes of the. Nashville's walking off and then the Mets walking off. Um, so if y'all got any thoughts on that, just uh, get them right now. Kind of want to move on because that was a bad taste left in our mouths before the Mets. Yeah, series. yeah, it, it was a tough night. I know, you know, we lost an extras off the off that base hit to right. And then, you know, you flip the TV and, and the Mets are coming back down, down for for nothing. They were down four two, I think, in the, the eight or ninth. And ended up coming back and winning. It was it was a rough night for sure. Um, it, ju- it just made this, this this series coming up even even more um you know bigger um, it made it made a sweep a lot more necessary because mm-hmm, if yeah. the Braves would have won on on Wednesday it would have been win two out of three and you're good but now it was kind of to control your own destiny you needed to sweep so that made it a lot harder but they swept so it didn't really matter thank god <laughs> um, so uh right before we get into the Mets series there was some breaking news right before the Friday night game actually um, very mixed opinions on this breaking news. I, I don't particularly love it, but the Braves went ahead and extended Charlie Morton for a one-year $20 million extension with a team option for another $20 million in 2024, right before, like 15 minutes before the game on Friday. And the Braves already had a club option for Morton next year at $20 million. Um, I just don't understand, first of all, why now? Like, I don't know why they did it then i don't know why you just don't wait and kind of see how he looks because he didn't look good tonight and how he looks in the playoffs i don't know why you just kind of jump the gun and i don't think morton's worth 20 million dollars anymore i don't know what, what do you all think about it yeah uh you know if he, if he would have gone seven shutout tonight i, I would have been yeah it's worth it but he just hasn't looked the same all year um as he did in previous years uh, after coming coming back from that broken leg um yeah, I mean, pretty much you're just renewing the option and, you know, you, you still have that option for the next year. I'm not too crazy on the deal, honestly. Um, I, I mean, he's been declining this 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 year and, uh, you know, the stuff hasn't been there. So I don't know. We'll just, you know, see how it plays out. I know he's a veteran arm. You want him on the roster, but 20 million is a lot of money. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I that's mean, my thoughts. I've. 
I've come to not question Anthopolis in the last couple <laughs> that's, that's of years. That's fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But <laughs> 20 million for a guy that's, I don't even, I don't know how old he is, but he's definitely on the. I think he'll be 39 next year. Yeah, he's almost yeah, 40. For, yeah. yeah, for a guy that's that old, 20 million. I mean, he, he's probably in the 10, 15 million for one year type of deal kind of guy. But I mean, he has been a horse the last two years and he's been huge um, for the last two years, maybe less, less this year, but in the playoffs last year before he got hurt, of course, and then going down the stretch, he, he was that guy that we could kind of rely on every five days, but he is getting up there in age. So, you know, 20 million, I think is a little bit much, but. Like I said, Anthopolis knows what he's doing. I trust him. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I, I got to ride with my guy. Hey, hey, yeah, you know? right. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, I, he, I, he doesn't I, miss. Yeah, I understand that way of thinking because I I think that way too. Like pretty much everything he's done, maybe except like the Will Smith contract, is like those are the only things I've ever questioned Cole with Hamels. him. Yeah, <laughs> but but to be fair, like he wasn't gonna know Cole Hamels was gonna get hurt, so I I can't really put that on yeah, him. That's true. He fleeced us. <laughs> Yeah, Cole Hamels oh, definitely yeah. stole money from the Braves. <laughs> yes, full on heist. But yeah, it's just it's weird. I, I I thought that there was a chance Morton would be back next year, but I thought they were going to decline the option for twenty million and just try to get them renegotiate. Like, right. Yeah, like what Sean said, like ten to fifteen, like a something like that. But yeah. Th- yeah. another thing about this is like the opportunity cost of like just already having a a spot filled already because. I know y'all remember back in like July or whatever when Buster only reported that the Braves might be front runners for DeGrom. I don't know oh, if that takes them out course. of that now. I don't know. That's offseason stuff. We'll get into that later on. It's not really important right now. But yeah, it's it was a weird move. Weird timing. Weird. Just weird all overall. But I don't absolutely hate it, but I don't really like it either. So that's pretty much all I got on that. So uh, we'll move on to the games now. Get into the, the nitty gritty here. And we'll start off with game one. Um, Max Freed, Jacob DeGrom. Um, Freed going on eight days rest, I think, coming into this one. DeGrom was originally supposed to pitch on Saturday, and the Mets moved him up to Friday. So they really just lined up their two aces for game one. And Freed pitched pretty well until um, he got sick and actually threw up, which was bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen that. And uh, DeGrom did not look his regular self. Um, so we'll get into the game now. The Mets score um, one run in the second to start the game off. And uh, this is the Eddie Rosario disaster inning. Um, mm-hmm. He First of all, he lost the ball in the lights. I believe that was a Jeff McNeil hit, which is not surprising. Jeff McNeil had like 20 hits this series, but um, lost the ball in the lights. And then he drops a sliding catch, which would have been out number three, just kind of fell out of his glove. He just didn't hang on. And that scored the run. And um, Mets are up one to nothing. So what do you guys think of Eddie's defense? <laughs> It was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it short and simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but I, I don't know if he's any better than Ozuna out there. You know, oh. but, uh, I mean, it was just tough just to, get, to get that run in. What do you say? I say you just kind of take your chances with either of them out there, honestly. And the weirdest thing is Robbie Grossman did not touch the field this series, which I thought was bizarre. I don't know. I mean, Eddie has been hitting decent lately, but. I would not have expected him to start all three games. And Ozuna DHing in the last two games, and they both looked awful in the series. But um, over over Contreras and Grossman, and even like I know he hasn't played in a while, and RC has kind of taken him over. But I wouldn't have minded if they put Vaughn at DH for a game, you know. Um, but it was kind of weird. Just 
I guess they kind of bought into October Eddie, which I can't blame him after last year, but he was bad in the series. Ozuna was bad, but yeah, Eddie wasn't hitting or playing defense and he has to hit to be valuable. And he really hasn't done that all year. Um, but things got better pretty much immediately after Eddie did that because uh, Riley and Olsen go back to back the very next inning off of DeGrom. Uh, Riley goes dead center, uh, just like a laser shot over um, center field wall over Brandon Nemo. And then um, Matt Olsen goes over the bullpen, which he did another time in this series. But um, yeah, after that, it was pretty much euphoria for a little bit. Braves are up 2-1 and taking DeGrom back to back is not something that happens a lot. And uh, before before y'all before y'all talk, I got to say one thing is interesting stat. The last time the Grom got took back to back was in 2019, and it was Freddie Freeman and Josh Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> so old Braves first baseman and third baseman do it, then the new first baseman and third baseman do it. So I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Okay. There. Yeah, yeah. I, I have that on my notes too. I I saw that on Twitter as well. Um, that's awesome <laughs> yeah that, that was that was just like a pretty cool symmetry there that uh that was the last time they did it but yeah that was that was awesome in the moment just coming into that inning you were just kind of down and out because the run that max gave up like really wasn't his fault and you pretty much just gift wrapped a run to the mets and being able to just take it back immediately was awesome yeah yeah especially having Degrom on the mound because he's jacob Degrom, but they got to him pretty quickly after that so that was nice yeah they did and um, right after that, there was like another kind of mishap in the third inning with Arcia, who overran third base and got thrown out. Kind of a another bad play by um, Arcia. He missed a ball and he or booted ball in game two, but he was pretty good overall in the series. I think he had he had a few hits and um, came across the score a couple of times. But I thought I'd just mention that at least that was another blunder. And early on, it was just the Braves made two pretty bad mistakes and it looked like that could have been costly, but it ended up not being. So that was good. Yeah, we, um, we would have had a chance at, at first and third, two outs. Uh, yeah. With, uh, I think, uh, who was after who was after Dansby that first game? Mike. Mike Harris, yeah. He, he yeah. was batting. Was he batting cleanup or, or He's third? He's batting third all series. And Riley, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so batting cleanup. first and third with Harris. I mean, I, I like the chances there. He's been so clutch all year. Um, I, I don't know what RC was doing with a ground ball hit to short. Um, yeah. Like Wash didn't like exactly tell him to stop either. I don't know how much of that's on him. Probably, probably RC just needs to know better right there. It was a good play by Lindor though. I got to get credit to Lindor for him throwing over there because he didn't really have a play at first. I think it was actually Harris hitting. Harris hit the grounder, and Harris like was going to beat out the throw at first, and then Dan, or Lindor audibled and threw it to third and got RC. So I give Lindor a little bit of credit. He's obviously an awesome defender. And he made a pretty heads up play there. Uh, so next thing on here is um, Max Fried. I already mentioned earlier, but he had to leave after five innings because he was blowing chunks in the dugout and in the tunnel, which was really weird. Um, when they came out for commercial break and I saw that Colin McHugh was in the game, I was like, like, what happened? I thought Snit really did not want Max to face the order a third time through. And I was like, you're doing this now with Max Freed, who's pitching well? But no, it ended up being he was sick. Um, they said he felt better today, I think. They said he like did like a side session felt better so that's good but I guess he's had like some kind of stomach virus he said that that he felt bad before the game too and he's kind of fought through but five innings pitch one and run when you have like a stomach virus is pretty impressive the Max Freed flu game that's what we're calling it I think Frank the Tank like got a bad pizza and 
had had it dropped off at his house. <laughs> the Mets poison freed. Huh. Let's start the yeah. headline now. The Mike, the the the, ju- the jazz fans that poison poison Michael Jordan so happened to freed. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh yeah, after that, McHugh came in, like I said, he pitched very well. The bullpen this entire series was awesome, incredible, really. Like, no, uh, we'll get into Kenley. They, they, they gave up later. one run. They yeah, gave one up run one the run. entire I think I think they pitched 12 innings. And one run, and it was it was a solo shot off mentor in the first game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's lights out. Yeah, yeah. especially like the Braves. None of the Braves starters went super deep in any of these games. Like mm-hmm. Freed and Wright only went five. Morton didn't make it out of the fifth. Like they had to cover a lot of ground, and they pretty much immaculately did it. As yeah, credit to Snit, man. Uh, I'm very critical of him, but I got one Snit critique later. So. Okay. Don't get don't get to yourself. We'll get to that later. That's game three. Um, but uh yeah, after that, Dansby takes the Grom deep. Dansby had the series of his life. Um, we'll get more into him later too. But that made it three to one, third homer of the game off of the Grom, which is pretty nuts. Um, but then uh the Braves added on in the eighth. Eddie had a sack fly, and then Arcia had a gapper that made it five to one. And then um Minter, like you said, gave up that solo shot to Nito. And uh, it's five to two heading into the ninth. And now it's time for the Kinley Jansen experience. <laughs> Luckily, we only had one of these in the series. But um, I'll just go like play by play here of what happened. So first of all, he strikes out Lindor on a pitch that was above Lindor's head. And he just, I don't know what, what he was trying to do with that. But he struck him out. Then he hits a batter, gives up a single, and walks batter, and the bases are loaded with one out. And Braves are still up three, but with Kinley giving up um homers like he does it's not a fun situation so what was going through y'all's heads um bases loaded one out and uh the Mets having a chance to hit a grand slam and go up I was getting flashbacks from from when they called up Beatty the, the first time and he he hit that home run Alvarez first game they, they called him up uh in, in the biggest series of the year which was very odd I, th- I thought he should have been called up two weeks ago to you know get some yeah, playing time for they, sure they just threw him right in there, and I mean, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. Kinley's been shaky, shaky all year, and I mean, I, I was just very scared at the moment. I mean, yeah, I was, I was pretty nervous uh, going into that at bat, just because you know Kinley Jansen's been, like you said, shaky at best uh, recently, and I mean. Sometimes I mean he figured it out this time. Of course, we swept, but so he figured it out. But sometimes he he just he loses it and just can't get it back for that outing. So I was definitely not feeling good about it because it could have been one of those outings for sure. Because it started off well and then he just just can't yeah, figure it he's out. He's either really on or or I mean you're sweating. I don't think there's any in between. No, it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah he he is. It's like it's. Yeah, you're right. He's either lights out or it's shaky. And granted, he didn't give up a run here. <laughs> so I don't know how, but he didn't. But yeah, you mentioned Alvarez. He came up and just kind of like a, it was like kind of like a scripted moment, like out of a movie, like mm-hmm. first game ever, bases loaded down three in the ninth. But uh, he strikes out and he, he f- threw his bat for the second time in the game. He lost his bat twice. He swings really hard. And yeah, he, he did not, he did not look good in the series either. He, I think it went like 0 for 8 or something. He struck out like pretty much all of his at-bats. The tough environment. So, tough yeah, environment. it didn't work out for a questionable move to bring him up in the last, like in the biggest series, like you said. 
I mean, that it, yeah. that really just doesn't make much sense. You at least want to get them some at bats against whoever they played the last two weeks, or even the last week would be enough. But hey, yeah, bad. they lost. Uh, I think they lost Starling Marte uh, a couple weeks ago with a yeah uh, fractured hand or, or yeah know, he broke injury. his hand. Yeah. I th- I thought they were for sure calling up Alvarez to get him prepped. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the like the run. Mets. The Mets catcher catchers have been a disaster this year. Like they can't hit. Like so I saw like people have been begging for him to come up all year, and then their DH right. like he he didn't catch any of this series, but he was DHing. It's like their DHs haven't been great either. They got Danny Burgers, who made an appearance in Game Three. Yeah, but he he can only hit righties, and Alvarez mashes lefties, so it kind of made perfect sense to platoon them, but. I, it, it felt like I, I could be totally wrong here, but it felt like a little like remember when the Braves um, traded for Cano before they played the Mets earlier this year? Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like we're saving him for the Braves. We're going to drop her for the Braves series starts. Like it felt like a little bit of like a PR stunt, which is not how you want to run your baseball team. Yeah, it's like their wrong. secret weapon. Yeah, I was like, yeah. we're, we're going to wait for him to play the Braves. And it's going to be you're like, waiting for that big moment, but the big moment never came. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I mean it did come, but he just he Yeah, I mean like you're waiting for that big moment to actually for him to come through in it. Not oh to, yeah, yeah. And it never happened. Like he had he yeah. had a few chances a series to have a huge hit and it just didn't happen. Right. Um but yeah, he he strikes out Alvarez and they um bring in Tyler Naquin to pinch hit and he had a nine pitch at bat. And a nine pitch at bat with Kinley Jansen pitching is like an hour worth of baseball, <laughs> stressful baseball. And that was that was a really good nice at bat, but Kinley ends up striking him out, but um and the Braves win game one, but that was a lot of stress. And Kenley, he just pitches so slow, man. It, it just makes it so much worse because he's he's next year with the pitch clock, he's screwed. I don't know what he's gonna do. It's bad. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's it for game one. Um they hang on, they still won five two, so uh, they had to use all their all their relievers pretty much in this game, but they got the win. And uh move on to game two. Kyle Wright versus Max Scherzer. So another really nice pitching matchup in this one. Um, Scherzer's been really good all year when he has been pitching. He has been banged up this year, but he's been good for the most part. And Kyle Wright has obviously been awesome this year. Um, this was the first game, like I said, Ozuna started DH over Contreras, which I don't love, but um, he has he had good numbers against Max Scherzer, and Ozuna's actually kind of been hitting this month. So I didn't hate it for game two. Game three, I did not like it at all that they did it again. Um, but he starts at DH. And uh, the Mets score in the first inning after Kyle Wright really struggled in the first. He had to throw 30 pitches and um, got pretty fortunate to only give up one run there. Um, really not Kyle Wright-esque in the first inning as he didn't have his sharpest stuff there. Yeah, it kind of was a uh, uh, vintage Kyle Wright, you know, 20, 2020 playoffs Kyle Wright first inning type yeah. deal. <laughs> but luckily, like – like you said, to only give up one after that, um, after throwing a lot of pitches, and he kind of locked it in after that. But yeah, you know, Kyle Wright, the future or the the past Kyle Wright that we've seen, it could have got a lot worse. Yeah, that's that's another thing. This year, he's gotten way better. Of when he gets when he puts turners on, he's gotten a lot better just stranding them. That's really where I think he's. Yeah, that's his biggest. That, that's his, yeah, that's like the big sure. leap, and that's really made a huge difference this year. And because old Kyle Wright, every run scoring that inning. Like right. it, he gives up all those runs, but he gets out of there with one and he really settled in pretty nicely after that. He gives up one run later in the game, but he settled in pretty good. Um, Got to know here, Michael Harris made two really good catches early on. That's um, obvious. He does that. Um, and then Matt Olson and Austin Riley were at it again in the fourth. Riley had a leadoff double and then Matt Olson beats the shift. 
and uh, hits a single to tie the game there. So yeah, um, those guys, those three guys, Dansby, Olsen, and Riley, I called them out earlier this week on Twitter. <laughs> I like to think they have like a group chat on Twitter and they send it to them. It's like, this guy's talking shit. We got to, we got to hit this series. That's definitely what um, happened. I, th- I think it is because I mean, they, they were, they were awesome, especially Olsen and Dansby, man. Like I, hitting a homer in all three games, Dansby hit all three of his off the starters. It's crazy. Um, we'll get into, we'll get into all that later though. Um, so the Bra- Braves tied right there at one. And then in the fifth, the Mets get three straight two out singles to go up two to one, which is very annoying. Um, that was Kyle Wright's second run he gave up in the fifth, but he gets out of there without any further damage. And then um, things really start to get fun in the bottom of the fifth, bottom of the fifth or the sixth here. I don't remember which one, but Ronnie hits a uh, check swing single into right, which is, um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> ended, up, ended up being huge because Dansby, Take Scherzer deep, and the Braves are up three to two. So um, I was actually with Evan when this happened, and we didn't get to see it live because our phones were glitching out at the Mexican restaurant. Uh, so we didn't get to see it. But, um, yeah, that was a huge homer from Dansby, and he, he had three of them in the series. So he was absolutely incredible. And then Matt Olson hits another one the very next inning, and it's four to two, and it's pretty pretty breezy from there. The Braves actually um, squeezed Jesse Chavez into the seventh which um, I'm fine with. I love Jesse Chavez, but that would usually be the A.J. Mentor Iglesias lane there. But they use Chavez. He has a scoreless inning. And then um, Kenley and Rice will go six up, six down, and the Braves win four to two. So, yeah, I mean, once once um, Dansby and Matt Olson with those homers, it was pretty easy from there. The bullpen just locked it down. And I know Evan Evan has a uh, Rice Iglesias as the closer take. I know he wants to get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a point. 04 ERA since joining the Braves, uh, giving up one run in uh, in 25 innings. I, I with Jansen struggling the night before, I was I was ready to declare Reyes Iglesias the new the new closer for the Braves. Um, but but Jansen came in and, and got it done, uh, clean inning, um, zero stress in it. I mean, just a, just a great way to cap off game two. It, it was a, a a fun matchup with Scherzer um, taking him deep again. Olsen, Dansby taking control. The home run ball does it again. Um, yeah, just a clean game. It, it, the atmosphere was insane in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, getting to yeah, Scherzer I mean, and DeGrom, how they did, was awesome. Yeah. And for that that game, I mean, nothing really brings me more joy than to see Scherzer acting like a lunatic on Twitter. Uh, like the video of him sitting in the dugout, just <laughs> talking to himself and then coming out there and giving up four. Uh, through six like that brings me just a lot of joy just the unsuccess that he's had against the Braves in meaningful games um, which I like Scherzer but he he kind of does too much sometimes for me to where he he makes me kind of dislike him but (laughs) so that was fun that was fun to see that the Braves got to him for four runs yeah it was it was kind of shocking though just of how much success they had off of all their starters this series. Like, yeah, I mean, those guys, those guys are really good. Even Chris Bassett, he's not as famous as DeGrom and Scherzer, but um, he's had a really good year and he was like really bad, like awful. <laughs> so that was really surprising. So um, yeah, we'll move on to game three now, which was the, um, this was the big one. This was the swing game of the season. Um, if the Braves coming into this game, the Braves were to win, the magic number would have been one. If they were to lose, it's four. So pretty much a three-game swing because 
if the Braves win this one, they get the tiebreaker. If the Mets win, they get the tiebreaker. Um, so yeah, it was a the biggest biggest regular season game I can recall in years. Um, definitely the biggest one since the Braves got good again and started making the playoffs every year. Um, but yeah, I know everyone was probably um, really nervous. I know me and Evan were all day uh, trying to enjoy some red zone, but it was hard. I was stressed out all day just thinking about this game. How about y'all? Yeah, yeah, it was in the back of my my mind like all day long. Uh, I, I just couldn't wait till till seven seven fifteen when the game started. But same, I had to uh, had to take a nap midday just to kill some time. Just waiting for the Braves game to come. <laughs> I, went to I watched t- the I went Falcons, to- watched them get a dub, and then I mean that was yeah. pretty much it. I went to Tanger, like I was just walking around Tanger, and I was just like, God, man, I just need to go home and just like sit down for a little bit because I was <laughs> I was a wreck, dude. Like it felt like it's how I felt during like the Dodgers series last year. Like, oh I was a mess, and it felt like that. It really did. Yeah, I mean um, this is this is postseason baseball. It is. Mean, this it this is get a playoff series. Like it's a playoff series, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Like. Um, but we'll get into the game now. Um, th- this game was it was a doozy. A lot of stuff happened. It was back and forth. The early innings of this game were just off the rails, and it cool it cooled off after a while. But uh, we'll get into it now. Um, like I said, Ozuna started DH again in this one. Where is Contreras? <laughs> he came in later. He got his lunch packed. <laughs> like that. Yeah, was- I heard the trumpets go off. I was like, here we go. But that's that was so unfair to Contreras. They're like, hey. We don't we don't want to start you, but we want to pinch hit you against Diaz when you're cold off the bench. You haven't played in two days. Like it wasn't shocking that he got blown away because Diaz yeah, he had no great. chance. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't like that of how they used Contreras in the series and Ozuna and Rosario already got into all that. So uh, we'll move on. Um, top of the first Morton. Um, he was pretty good in the first. I think he had one base runner, but got out of the inning unscathed. And then uh, bottom of the first. Dansby Swanson again, another homer, one nothing. Um, I mean, at that point, it's like I know Sean said blank check time, and I have to agree after this series. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty nuts. I mean, Dan Dansby's known to get up for these big games. He's been a really good playoff yeah. guy for the Braves, and that that didn't change in the series at all. He was incredible. Um, but uh didn't last for long though, the lead, because like I said, Danny Burgers goes deep off of Morton to tie the game at one. And at that point, you're low, you're starting to get worried about Charlie, but you know, you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, just one homer. And then in the third, things got really messy. Jeff McNeil, who is has his hands choked up halfway up the bat, hits a home run <laughs> to make it two to one. And then um Vogel back again with an RBI single and a ball that Maddelson like probably should have gotten, I think. It was kind of a weird yeah, play. It was, it was a weird play. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Like if it was a, it would have been a nice Ozzie play. Ozzy makes if he made that it. play if RCA. Yeah. Ozzy's definitely got the range to make and I, and I think play and I think Olsen like I think Olsen like didn't go full fledged because I think he thought he had RC behind him and was yeah. going to make it, but that was that was pretty unfortunate and that made it three to one. Um, but in that inning, Charlie gave up four straight hits to start the inning, and uh, somehow escapes with only giving it the two runs, which was a a miracle really. And Austin Riley had a I don't know if he did this on purpose, I think he did. But um, he had a chopper heading towards him down the third baseline, and he, like, last second kind of moved out of the way, and it barely went foul. And thank God it did, because if it would have went foul, that's another run, and it would have been four to one. Um, but Morton takes advantage of the huge play by Riley and uh, keeps it at three to one. But how are you guys feeling about Charlie after that inning? Because I felt terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I didn't really uh, like sending him out to, to face them for a third third time through. Yeah, um, 
I mean, he got very lucky with that ride of play. That was a very underrated play. Um, I think I he did it on purpose. I think he did. We'll, if we'll that give ball him... ends up going fair or it passes him, it's fair. That's yeah. second and it's... third with no outs. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. probably had to play it first there if he did glove it. So if it if it did like hit the bag or something, it would have probably would look bad there. Yeah, but it it went foul and that was that's a ballsy like, play. It worked. It was a ballsy play and it worked and <laughs> yeah, it. I'm glad it happened. But yeah, like Charlie after that inning was, I I did not want to send him back out for the fourth. And um, my only did. thing with that, like I I agreed with sending Charlie back out there for the fourth, just because stretching the bullpen out over six innings. I mean, it's doable just because our bullpen's been so great. Like this series and the past couple, past couple games before. But you asked him to go six. Uh, you might get a rough inning from I don't know. I mean, Dylan Lee through tonight, but you you run into maybe some of the lesser bullpen arms tonight that you might throw if somebody ends up having a bad outing. Um, which it worked out that we had to stretch them out over. I think Charlie ended up coming out for the fourth and got two outs he, he got all the outs in the fourth and came out for the fifth too, oh, for the fifth and then that's got right. two more yeah like they really stretched him out but that's a good point though and i mean more... charlie charlie has the just a way of figuring it out like he couldn't he couldn't figure out that curveball for the first two three innings and then once austin riley made that play and he got ken out with the curveball i think he struck out the next guy with the curveball and that's kind of like the telltale sign of all right is charlie on or is he not on if he can throw that curveball for the first couple innings it was hit or miss like he got a couple outs with it but after that I think he locked it in and I think that's I I wanted him to come back out there just because he's he's the veteran I mean they just paid him 20 million pay you didn't pay for nothing yeah yeah that's right and they they obviously like Charlie more than we do and most fans I think Snitker and the front office but um that's a good point though like the more the bullpen door opens the more you're like more likely that a guy has a bad day and Bears bullpen's awesome. And they didn't have a bad day, but you're right. Like it, one guy just has a rough night and, you know, things can get out of hand on you. Right. But I, I, I thought they shouldn't have sent him back out because you have McHugh who can go multiple innings, which is funny. Like McHugh, the multi, any guy got faced one batter tonight <laughs> and he struck out Lindor and that was it. Um, which I thought they might've, they might should have left McHugh back in for another inning, but. They didn't. They just went to Iglesias, but I'm never going to complain about bringing in Iglesias. Um, but yeah, that was that was. Um, I didn't like it at all. And Snicker got interviewed during the game, and they were just talking about Charlie. And I think they straight up asked him, "Is he coming back out?" And his answer was bad. He said that he's coming back out because they have three more games to play. Like which you do, but this is the most important game of the season. You have to. You cannot be thinking about the Marlins series at all right now. I didn't like that at all. That made it bad, but it worked out. It. I didn't love it, but it worked yeah. out. He he had a one, two, three, fourth. And then um he uh well before we get into the the fifth, or before we before we get into all the Morton stuff, um, we gotta talk about the, when the Braves came back and took the lead. The um Dansby, that guy again, almost hits a three-run homer in the in the um bottom of the third inning. Um, but doesn't get it. He hit it to the warning track and Nemo got it and uh allowed the runners to tag up. Acuna tags up and gets to second. And um, who who was it who got the third? Arcia. It was Arcia. Arcia gets the third. And then um, Matt Olson ends up getting a RBI walk with the bases loaded. And um, that made it three to two. And then Travis Darno had the at-bat of his life. Just a massive. I don't know how many pitches it was. I think it was like seven or eight. 
Yeah. Um, very impressive at bat. I know you mentioned Sean about um, him sitting on the curveball for the hit. Um, that was the first curveball basted through the him the, the entire at bat, and he was all over it, which is super impressive. And um, yeah, so yeah on, every, on every fastball you saw, he was pretty much looked like he was swinging a fly swatter, just making sure he didn't get by him, trying to foul it off. I mean, at that point, I think yeah, oh, he, he he had one where like the ball was about to be in the catcher's mitt, and he fouled it off. Yeah, and I mean, Bassett. <laughs> The bat before that, I think it was, just made Michael Harris look stupid on the curveball to strike him out. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and Harris didn't have a great series either, on right. the plate at least. And, I mean, that he was landing that curveball. He threw a 2-0 to Michael Harris. He was throwing it. I knew Darno as a catcher. He figured figured that's what he's he's looking for. And then he got to the point where Bassett really couldn't throw a fastball by him, and I think he knew that, so. Tried to land a curveball and Darno just slapped it up the middle, but yeah, that that at bat was that's that's huge. That was the biggest at bat of the game. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think Bassett was a little rattled with the crowd. Uh, you know, walking Olson uh, with the bases loaded, and, yeah. and then a long at bat with Darno. I mean, just that was like you said, the at bat of the game. Bat he of the was series. Some, he was taking some long deep breaths in between pitches too. They kept zooming in on him, and he just looked like he was flustered out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. He was yeah. You could tell like he was like sweating a ton too. Like he was getting real, yeah. real sweaty. And that's the thing in Atlanta too. Like when a guy starts to get sweaty and it's a road pitcher, like the Steven Strasburg, it was what he was doing. When he just he just like he just he just lost all control and yeah, that about with Darno. He he found his control in that about with Darno. But I mean that was insane about like Darno's Darno's been underrated all year. He's having a really good year, but that was the best. It might be his best about as a brave, honestly. Yeah, I mean, just huge. just of how many pitches that he got Bassett to throw, and him hitting that curveball without seeing it once. I mean, granted, it got a lot of the play, obviously, but still, that's super impressive and just a huge at bat goes without saying. Um, so yeah, move on now. We already talked about uh, Morton facing the lineup with their time through and um, all that stuff, but he got two outs in the fifth inning, and then um, he gave up a base hit. And they bring in Dylan Lee, and then they uh, pinch hit, bring in Dylan Lee to face Vogelback for the lefty-lefty, and they pinch hit Vogelback with uh, Alvarez, and Dylan Lee packs his lunch. Alvarez was a bad all-series, um, but Dylan Lee having a really good year and had uh, some big outs in this game. And then the next thing, they try Lee again, and he gets the first two guys out, but then he walks Brandon Nemo, and Brandon Nemo sprints to first base, and then they bring in Colin <laughs> McHugh um, to face Lindor, and McHugh absolutely decimated Lindor like that was bad for Lindor he looked terrible three pitches fell off the first one and then uh, McHugh threw him two curveballs and Lindor was out in front of both of them missed both in like a foot each time and that was really impressive um so yeah I put in my notes he packed Lindor's lunch happened a lot this series with the bullpen guys they were just super nasty all series and uh then the sixth Matt Olson Again, third game in a row, hits a homer, and it's five to three Braves. And uh, that, that was a huge, huge insurance run um, because Iglesias and Jansen were going on um, third day in a row, which they don't do much. And um, getting another run there was huge. Uh, and then they bring in Iglesias in the seventh. He has a clean inning. He just doesn't give up runs ever, doesn't know how to. <laughs> And uh, then they bring in Mentor for the eighth inning, and um, he had the day off yesterday, but he did not look great. Um, but he he got out of it, got a big double play to Tomas Nito, who came in to pinch hit, and uh, that ended the inning. And then um, 
where you talked about the Contreras at bat in the eighth with Diaz. I thought it was kind of weird, though, how they handled Diaz in this game. They left Joely Rodriguez in to start the inning to face Olsen, which I get it's lefty-lefty, but Matt Olsen can hit left-handed pitching, and Edwin Diaz is a lot better than Joely Rodriguez. Um, that was just kind of a Mets thing that I thought was weird. But they didn't bring in Diaz, and he got the next two outs. And uh, at this point, we're heading into the ninth, and um, my heart's racing. So how, how are y'all feeling knowing that – Kinley Jansen, top of the lineup coming up on the third day in a row. What's going through y'all's heads? Uh, uh, just very nervous. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. third day in a row, like you said, first time all year going going three games in a row. Um, but, you know, I was confident, you know, 5-3, you know, I was just hoping for another clean inning like he had the day before. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was, like you say, he was facing the top, and Nemo is just pesky. I mean, he yeah, he's just really annoying. He doesn't chase. There. He does not chase. Anything. No, he doesn't. And I mean, Kinley, if he's not locked in, he's throwing a lot of balls. He's throwing a lot of balls that you know aren't missing the zone by a lot, but Nemo's laying off of them. Uh, but he was able to get them. Um, can't remember who was hitting two for them tonight. Was it was it Lindor? Yeah, it was Lindor, and then McNeil was batting third. Yeah, I mean that's. Nemo and McNeil are pesky, you know, you might, or Nemo, yeah, Nemo and McNeil are pesky, and Lindor, you might be able to get them to chase, but just those three guys are just really, really, really hard outs, and yeah, he's going to get them one, two, three, so, I mean, I was still feeling good, though, he had done pretty well the two nights before, or at least yeah, the night before, maybe not the first Yeah, game. I mean, game one, he didn't give up a run, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's but, no pictures um, on the scorecard, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was feeling good, but those three guys, they kind of make you nervous a little bit. Yeah, especially McNeil, because McNeil, like the Mets obviously had a bad series overall, but he he came to play. He had, he had like, I think he had like seven or eight hits the series. He had the homer. He, he's so, the new Trey Turner uh, of. Yeah, he's of always Mellies. like that, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he, um, and the, the, the ball he hit, like off the bat, I thought it was going to the chop house again. It really scared me. But uh, yeah, Cunha um, tracked it down at the warning track. He was fired up after he caught it too, which mm-hmm. that, that was cool to see. And um, yeah, one, two, three, Kenley. It was, and I think he probably only threw like 10 pitches. It was very easy. And um, yeah, the main thing that I was worried about going into it was the third day in a row. He'd only done that one other time this season. Um, so I didn't, I didn't um, know what, how he's going to look, but he looked, he looked fine. I mean, he wasn't super dominant. He didn't strike anybody out, but um they got soft grounders. He gave up a hard hit ball to McNeil, but it didn't matter. And Ronald catches it and uh, puts the Braves up two games in the standings. They get the tiebreaker on the season. So uh, pretty much it's a three-game lead. And um, that brings us into kind of an overall picture of the division now. Um, I have a MLB uh, projection from 538 in front of me. They update in real time after the games. And they currently give the Braves a 98% chance to win the division. So that seems low. It seems a point low, a point (laughs) low should be 99 (laughs) because it's um, it would take the Braves getting swept in Miami and the Mets sweeping the nationals for the Braves to lose the division. That's um, if that happens, uh, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I mean, if that, if that happens, I mean, and we're not even seeing Alcantara or anything. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause they they shut him down for the season. Yeah. So. So, It's not over technically, but the Braves are overwhelming favorites. And it's pretty crazy looking at this because 
week and a half or no last yeah last weekend when they lost those first two games in Philly the Braves were like I think uh, the same website 538 I think he they had the Braves at um like 12 percent win the division oh wow yeah like because they were down two and a half games at that point and talk about a huge turnaround in a week I mean especially how they lost that Washington game in game three that made things really difficult on them and kind of put a lot of pressure on them to sweep and they did it and um one thing I kept thinking about was last year's series against the Phillies um, around this time last year, and they swept the Phillies to win the division, and it felt very similar. They they went in there and they took care of business, and yeah, yeah. I, the the match just seemed kind of overwhelmed, and their their team hasn't been in the playoffs in a while, so right. That's what I was gonna say. I think the biggest difference in the series was just the Braves look like they've been there, they've done it, they've been in these big series, they've been big playoff series, of course, and the Mets don't really have a lot of guys that have done it and been there. Um, I want to say DeGrom was on that team that made the World Series, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. 15? I think he might be the only guy. Yeah, yeah, that's so, I mean, he's he's really the only one left. Scherzer obviously has been in big games, but outside of those yeah, two. And like, and like Lindor, too. He he had big games yeah. with the Indians. and That's but, right. Uh, but a majority and, of the other guys. I mean, everybody on the Braves has really been there. Michael yeah. Harris obviously hasn't been there, but everyone outside of him is yeah they've been there done that and you know like you said earlier Dansby seems to find a different gear in these clutch moments and big series and playoff series and all that so he just I think he kind of led the way from from the jump from the first game um and everybody just followed along with the clutch hits big at bats that's really all it comes down to in playoff baseball in October Big at-bats, get big outs, you know, don't go down easy is really, really what it comes down to. Yeah, everything is elevated this time of year, and and we've, yeah. we've had this series circled on the schedule all year long. We knew it was going to come down to it, and Mets coming to town, and we take care of business with a sweep. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. It really yeah. doesn't. Like, I, like it, things – I mean, I guess you could say the starting pitching didn't go perfectly according to plan with – you know, free throwing up and Kyle Wright was good, but he wasn't like as good as he can be. And Morton obviously wasn't very good, but he, he battled. So, but other than that, right. the offense, you can't ask any more of what happened there. I mean, just hitting home runs at will pretty much like they were going deep whenever they, they would every, every, anytime the Braves need a big hit, they got it. Like they were in scoring position. They came through clutch, like pretty much every time, like it was, and the Mets didn't. And yeah, the Braves, the, the yeah. bullpen was they went incredible. Up three up, three down and, the ninth inning, the last two games of the series. So, yeah, like it, it was a two run game. So, I mean, that's that's huge too. That's that's really yeah, no fight. And it's, and I don't want to, I don't want to be the guys because the Mets are obviously they're good. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be, they're most likely going to be in the wild card. I don't want to, we haven't won the division yet. So, I'm not going to go that far because I do right. not want to do anything like that. But, um, they're a good team. And it just, everyone all year is saying this Mets team is different. This, Mets team is different. They are different. They're a good team. They're in the playoffs, but it just always kind of felt everybody was just like waiting for the Mets fall apart. And they didn't fall apart, but this was a little like they they fell apart in the division race. Like they completely blew it here. Like, I mean, credit to the Braves, obviously. They played great, but it's just kind of classic Mets. Like it's what the Mets do. Yeah. And I mean this the Mets, is... the Mets still aren't a team that I don't think anybody really wants to see in the playoffs, especially oh, no. not a wild card series for. Mm-mm. Yeah, if those three guys are right, right, yeah, you don't want to see Degrom, Scherzer, and Bassett. No, 
This but. is exactly how the Dodgers felt last year with the Giants. Yes, that's I mean, a great both comparison. I thought about that too. Like, we, we just won our, our 100th game of the year, and, and the Mets haven't won 98. I mean, who else is doing that? What what divisions are doing that? There's there's not one. Now, there's no good races this year except for this one. It's yeah, kind of weird. I mean, the I know the Phillies have been trying to blow it, but the Brewers just couldn't help themselves at all. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, that's that was a good comparison to the Dodgers Giants. Like every, all year, they're saying, "Oh, the Dodgers are going to get them eventually, get them eventually," and it kind of felt like that for a little bit. But the Mets it was like, "Are the Braves going to get them?" Like I don't know. I kind of like there have been times where kind of gave up hope in the division to kind of just accept the wild card. But um, yeah, the Dodgers obviously never caught the Giants. They beat them in the playoffs, but they didn't catch them to win the division. But yeah, it's just the Braves came to play, man. That's really all there is to it. And the, the Mets just really didn't. And overall, it kind of dominated them, really. Like the games were close. Like the, they, there was no blowouts. But like looking at the box scores and just all the clutch hits, the Braves were just clearly the better team. Yeah. And I mean, just like last year, if you would have told me and july on july 1st that the braves are going to be division lead going into the last series i would have been like you're lying like <laughs> what are you talking about because <laughs> yeah. just like last year same kind of same type deal man it's they yeah. didn't seem to figure it out we didn't have the accusations like we did last year with solaire and rosario which i mean we had iglesias he's been huge but it just and the gross clicked. man look at the gross man Gross. I'm ready for gross tober. <laughs> yeah, I, I still can't believe he didn't play. That was super weird. But um, yeah, he's you're right. The, like he's gonna be the pinch hit hero in the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Just like he's, Jock. He, he's got him and Eddie have got to split more time. Like I get there wasn't a lefty starter, but like Eddie's just been bad, man. Like I love Eddie Rosario. That's my guy, but he's been bad. So um, we'll get into the we'll get into that playoff time lineups and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, they they did it, man. It's great series. Just um, you know, being being able to do it in this fashion too, just like Matt Olson, Dansby, and Austin Riley, who have been just honestly clogging up the lineup for two months. Like they've been just very bad to mediocre for two months now, and they're batting two, three, and four pretty much every day. And they stepped up, man. I mean, especially Matt Olson because he had been terrible. I think he had a four for eighty-five stretch. Mm. which is just unbelievably bad. That's Chris Davis bad. Yeah, it really is. And him coming through, like he started hitting in that national series. He had a couple homers in that series. And then he came into this one and he was a man on a mission. He was awesome. Same with Dansby, same with Riley. Acuna, game two, he had three hits. He contributed. He drew a walk in this game, came around to score. Um, You know, really the only guys that didn't do anything were Ozuna and Rosario. That's pretty much it. Like everybody else contributed in some way, and and Harris, and Harris yeah. But he he had him, yeah. him defensively, defensively, just, yeah, yeah. But offensively, he he he's cooled off a little bit. But when you play defense like that, it can make up for it at times. But yeah, I wonder, I wonder if him batting third had anything to do with that because they just started batting him third. I don't know if he's just going through a little skid here or what. But I'm not worried about Michael Harris at all. He's awesome. So yeah, um, and doing this without Spencer Strider too. We haven't even talked about Spencer Strider. Like he's yeah. Been, Right, like, getting winning the NL East will we'll give him some more time to get healthy. Yeah, because um, I think they said that he would not be ready for the wild card series. Yeah, so. yeah, this is huge. I mean, on so many levels, you give you give you can start giving some guys some some rest here and there now. Um, you know, we we need one more. Um, but get it tomorrow night. Bryce Holder on the bump. Yeah, you He's get it tomorrow show. night. There's no stress in. 
get two yeah. days of rest for those guys. And then, I mean, with Strider, we win the division. You end up in the NLDS. You can even rest them for games one and two or yeah, he should be one or something. Three. Yeah. yeah. So that's even that's even more time. So there's a lot that goes today. into just winning the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, a, a, it's a huge advantage. And yeah. I think they said today that Strider's about to start throwing again, which is encouraging. Um, but yeah, winning the division is just like it's been, this new playoff format. It's huge because yeah. like they have the wild card teams have one day off in between the regular season and the wild card series, and they play three straight That's, days. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't realize that it was just that quick of a turnaround. I don't like, know if that was because of the lockout or what. And then series ends yeah. on. I mean, season ends on Wednesday, and then the wild card series on Friday. Friday, yeah, in three straight days too. Yeah, it's it's what I don't know if that's because of the lockout and they had to like push everything back a week. I don't know if it'll be like that every year, but I hope it's not because that's just I mean, that's that's tough. Like one day yeah, off a, and you're in the playoffs. Turnaround. Yeah, that's that's wild. Could be me. Could be me. <laughs> so, um, but uh yeah. Um I think that's about it, guys. I think uh, we covered everything. You know, obviously this Marlin series, it's not over yet. Let me emphasize that it's not over yet. Here, I I'll say it. It's over. The no. Braves have won the no. NL East. <laughs> oh no, man! We're gonna, if we guys, freezing, you guys can blame me for that. If we end up on freezing cold takes, man, that's gonna be brutal. <laughs> What's that guy's name? The um Sal Lakata guy. Sal, yeah, yeah. Oh my! I've God, seen that dude. video. At least you say in October. He said it in July. He yeah, said it, when they no, had, he said like... it on Memorial Day. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah, Way like I mean, early, they man. they were up ten and a half games. But still, still yeah, there's, like, there's so many games there's 50 left. games into the season. Yeah. And, yeah, the Braves started off 23 and 27. And they're going to – they've won 100 games. <laughs> that's pretty – that's crazy. Like, and, I mean, I know there's still a ton of games left, but down 10 and a half is – that's no joke. Like, that's a huge hole. And it's really yeah. not even the Mets' fault. The Mets played good. The Braves have just been that good. Because they – what, they're up two games now, so they – 12 and – they've covered 12 and a half games since june 1st that's wild like that's hard to do and it's hard to especially hard to do when the other team is actually playing good it's yeah, like the much just fell apart yeah it's just really a testament of how good this Braves team is they're awesome i mean they won the world series last year and this team i think is significantly better than last year's team but last year's you, team had the magic so you see the stat that only five defending world series champions in the last 50 years have won 100 games in the following year i didn't see that yeah they showed that stat during the game today that's that's incredible yeah five we're we're building a dynasty here in atlanta yeah that's for sure and world series hangar was a real thing like there are teams like look at the nationals man like look at the red sox when like i mean it's hard like look at the kansas city royals the cubs like they've never got back they're never the same after and the braves are a lot better, I They're, think. And, yeah, the Braves are built for even more championships in the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't think yeah. a lot of those teams can It's not even close. Like the Braves are the teams. Braves window is just so much bigger than any other team, in my opinion. Like the Dodgers obviously are always going to be there, but just the Braves and the contracts they have, it's like we're set yeah. up forever, like for the next 10 years. It's insane. Absolutely. So yeah, I think we covered it all, guys. Um I think this went well, went very well. So, uh, yeah, if y'all made it this far listening, um, we really appreciate it. We'll be back uh, soon previewing uh, the playoffs. Um, So it looks like um, we'll play the winner of the 
I think it's gonna be Cardinals Phillies if we if we win the division in the DS. So winner of Cardinals Cardinals Phillies looks like is who we're gonna be playing. So probably back next time uh, previewing that series. So yeah, like I said, if you made this far listening, I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.